be kind. All right. Good evening, everyone, and welcome once again to yet another meetup by Mary Podcast, where we help you to make sound financial decisions. For those that are very new, if you've not joined us before, if this is your very first meetup, we want you to know that we operate under the payoff line, helping you make sound financial decisions. You can find us on socials at ZW. that is on Twitter. We are on The Bird. You will also find us on Facebook. We do have a Facebook page. And you will also find us on Instagram. We do have an Instagram uh, page as well. For those that want to interact, uh, you feel like you would like to have more conversations because all of these three are pretty much one-sided. We do have a number of uh, WhatsApp groups. Thank God that now WhatsApp allows us to have bigger groups. So you can um, probably after this session, we will share uh, some links. Uh, but ideally, you could go into the Mary Podcast Twitter or Facebook and say, listen, can you give me a link to a group? We will share some links. You can join us in our WhatsApp groups. And these are really interesting groups uh, where people are talking about all things personal finance. We also have a Telegram group. So that might be a simpler way uh, if you have data and you don't run on your life on WhatsApp bundle, bundles. Uh, you can go ahead and just search for Mary Podcast. It's the same handle at Mary Podcast ZW in um, Telegram and you will find us there. So let's get into the content around uh, today's evening. What we want to do tonight is to treat two key things. The first one is to have a conversation around uh, financial planning. And then the second one is to have an Ask Me Anything session where we'll allow those of you that have uh, a number of questions. Some have said, listen, it's been a while. Uh, some of you have said, listen, it's been a while since we gathered. Let's have a conversation around everything, personal finance. How we will run the Ask Me uh, Anything session, how we run the Ask Me Anything is that uh, you will put in into the chat any questions you might have. Uh, we'll do the best that I can to treat them. Uh, but because this is a meetup and it's a small group, as I imagined, uh, we will also allow those that want to open up the mic and ask questions or even respond uh, and share experiences. And we will be okay like that. All right. Should, by any chance... Uh, something fail, perhaps we might then continue the conversations in our different WhatsApp groups and Telegram groups. But I'm crossing fingers that everything will work out well and we should be fine tonight. Okay, great. So I'm not using video for that reason. Someone is asking, um, <laughs> Seri, uh, why can we not see your face? Please, the face you see is the face I still have. So let's have a quick conversation tonight around uh, personal finance, personal financial planning and the pillars thereof i'm gonna start by asking a question as i always do listen i'm a trainer guys so i always ask people questions so i'm gonna start by asking a question what do you understand or what is your understanding of what financial planning is what is financial planning typing that into the chat uh let's let's hear from anybody you look just put whatever you think in the chat i'm gonna give you exactly one minute and i'm timing um and i will come back with a response Let's hear from you guys what you think financial planning is. Please talk to me in the chat, um, or if you want to, you can raise your hand and we can open up the mic if speaking is easier. Let's just define that together and then we move from there. Okay, giving you one minute to type, think, search, Google, all of that.
All right, I do not see anyone typing, so let me go ahead. Um, I did think that you guys were coming from the nation that is amongst the most literate <laughs> in the world, but it's a Friday and I think people's bundles have uh, run out and bandwidth and you're just all tired. So let me help you because this is the space that I specialize in. So what we call financial planning, and I will use a definition, a very academic one by the Financial Planning Institute of Southern Africa, uh, which is called FPI. Uh, they basically define financial planning as a process of developing strategies to assist clients in managing their financial affairs to meet their life and financial goals, okay? And what is a financial advisor? An advisor is someone who is uh, there to engage, assist, support, guide clients on their financial planning journey. Now, uh, this meetup is really because a number uh, of people did ask uh, on our different spaces, some on um, Twitter in the first instance, uh, some on Facebook, uh, because I have some people who run uh, the socials. It's not me who does that. So all of the pretty things, that's not me. <laughs> uh, there is a, a, a really great, uh, amazing lady who is behind the scenes. Ah, I see. Ah, how are you, sister? Good. I see she's saying planning your finances. They're very simple, guys. Some of these things are not tests. Uh, we're just trying to have simple conversations around fundamentals of financial planning. And I want you to know that this is a conversation that never gets old. I'll tell you why. Uh, I've always said this in past podcasts. I've said this in past meetups that managing money never gets old. Now, here's the thing. You could be in a country that people think is unstable. If I were to ask right now, which one we think is the most unstable country, some people may volunteer, uh, you know, um, what's that country in Europe where all of these things are happening? Um, uh, Ukraine, uh, some may think of Africa and say, listen, Somalia has had problems or DRC for the longest time. Thank you. Uh, someone says Ukraine there. Thank you, Mangwe. Uh, yes, you may want to volunteer those guys and say, yeah, those ones, things are tight. But I'll tell you something. The, the 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 basics of managing money do not go away. So people will always earn. And when people have earned money, they will always spend, they will always save, they will always invest, they will need to plan, they will uh, get into debt or they will leverage debt in a good or bad way. Um, all of those activities around money will happen uh, regardless. I know irregardless was recently admitted by Webster, but I want to say that all of those things will happen regardless. And so it is important that all of us uh, be aware of the fact that managing money is something that we we'll always need to do. Financial planning is also something that we we'll need to do. Now, I know this is difficult for a lot of people to embrace. Uh, when you look at your pocket, you're looking at your bank account, uh, and you realize that in your whole life, you might never be able to afford a return flight uh, to Dubai on EK714 in business class. But I've come to encourage you. I've come to encourage you tonight and say, whatever situation you're in, wherever you are starting from, it is possible to manage money and it is possible to build wealth and it is possible to be in a really good place, even if you're not necessarily handling millions. Let me tell you all of my life, I would say that um, this year I'm now celebrating 20 years within, I'd say the investment banking spaces because my first job uh, was at a stockbroking firm in the year 2003. So 20 years on guys, I will tell you the rules of money pretty much remain the same. Now, I always like to give practical pointers around Zim and I do have uh, uh, something that I will reference here. I'm just debating whether I should share this 
or not. Perhaps I should so that you guys have something to look at since you can't see my pretty face. But let me say this. Uh, the cycles that we've gone through in Zim uh, are not new. We will keep going through the same cycles. I'm sorry to say that I, on this score, I don't have good news, guys. <laughs> Yeah, guys, the cycles will, will keep coming. And I like to be practical. I like to be real. Let me share the PowerPoint I'm referencing from. Um, yeah, the cycles will, will continue to be there. So knowing this will help us. Knowing this will really help us. Uh, I'm pulling off uh, a lot of the things I'm speaking to uh, from a presentation I made very recently on money and mental health in recession times. Uh, and of course, you will see all of the socials there. So I'm realizing when I started, I didn't even introduce myself, but we kind of took it for granted that anyone who's joining us uh, is part of our Mari podcast family. So I'm your facilitator, Kudzaim uh, Baiwa, and I'm that smiling face that you see there. Uh, I like to speak about the number of things I do with respect to money. But let me just say, I handle a combined budget of about 2.3 million euro. So I think I, I know what I'm talking about. All right. Now, what I want us to get towards to today is something called financial wellness. And I want us to all... Uh, have a thinking, a mindset that says I can be financially well. I want to tell you something. There are a lot of things that happen around us in life that we cannot change. Uh, and I'll tell you that the past three years have shown us around this time, three years ago, we we're about to get into uh, lockdown. And three years ago, uh, the things that happened and the places where we are at, um, we had not foreseen coming. We went through what we call a black swan event. I'll tell you that not many people had seen COVID coming. I'll tell you that no one, uh, not many people had predicted the Ukraine war. Uh, and in the presentation I was giving around this when I was speaking about recessions and mental health, I was just saying it is important that we understand that regardless of what is happening around us, we want to be financially well. You want to be in a state of being in which you can meet your current and future final obligations, financial obligations, whilst feeling secure in your financial future and making choices that allow you to enjoy life. I could build an entire sermon around this, uh, but take note of these three key pointers. When you speak of financial wellness, there's current obligations, there are future obligations, but in the moment, we also want you to live and to enjoy life. Now, I always like to start every meetup with a snapshot of economic indicators. Uh, these ones were the things that I gave, uh, uh, you know, at the beginning of the quarter. Uh, I'm waiting for figures to come in, um, you know, because the, the quarter only ends next week, but I have something major also happening next week, and I'll invite you to that particular meetup as well. Uh, but let me say for now, it is important that we know that as at the beginning of the year, we were sitting at 243.8% inflation as at December. By any measure, guys, that's ridiculous. For those that like to follow where we are currently, uh, different scholars have put across different numbers. Right now, it's looking closer uh, to 484%, and that's phenomenal in just one quarter. Um, I know that today, the statistics uh, uh, organization in Zim, Zimstat, released their month-on-month uh, -month as well as uh, you know year-on-year -year figures, which I'm going to be honest, and I know I'm being recorded, but let me say this anyway. I'm going to choose to ignore because I'll tell you something about inflation. Here, we help you to make sound financial decisions. Inflation, brethren, is not felt uh, on paper. <laughs> it is felt in pockets. If things have jumped up, as they have done this week, by close to 50% in Zimbabwe dollar terms at the very least, then we actually all know what the real inflation is. Let's speak about forex rates, which is another economic indicator that I think is really important for individuals, right? Around this time last year, 
like close to March, the rate was closer to 300. But if we speak at year and year, if I want to compare two years, in January 2022, the rate of one US dollar to a Zimbabwe dollar was 200. By January 23 this year, that was six times as much, 1,200. And at that point, what we call the hard-boiled egg index uh, was saying that a fair value would be about 1,050. For those who are new, we will uh, take it slow with you. Uh, and I want you to learn something called the hard-boiled egg index because it's very easy to see where the rate is going next. There's a simple theory that says that, you know, hard-boiled eggs are sold across Africa. A hard-boiled egg in Zimbabwe is a hard-boiled egg in Mozambique, is a hard-boiled egg in Zambia, is a hard-boiled egg in Kenya, Nairobi. I want you to know that we then uh, it is computed in this very simple way. Uh, it was popularized by uh, the folks at the then ZFN some many, many years back. Uh, now, I think largely uh, popularized by uh, Phoenix, Phoenix, I happy Zengeni and the team, where they're basically saying, you know, for one US dollar in any African country, you are able to buy uh, seven boiled eggs, right? Now, if a boiled egg is going on the street for 150, you know, uh, Zimbabwe dollars, if you multiply by that seven, uh, because you're saying one US dollar will buy you seven eggs, that already gives you that HBAI, which we had, hard boiled egg index, which we had in January. Now, if you look at the current pricing of uh, a a, a hard-boiled egg, uh, it's closer to 200, which gives you uh, times seven, an indicative rate of about 1.4. What I know, because I looked for some US dollars uh, yesterday for a substantial amount of Zimbabwe dollars, one of my clients had finally paid me uh, and I quickly converted. I'll tell you what happened. Um, oh, no, 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 I'm confusing these things. I actually had sold some shares and I'll speak to this just now. I'd sold some shares uh, and I quickly converted to United States dollars. Uh, my my guy who deals with me, uh, you know, uh, on this score, uh, gave me a fair market rate uh, because of the certain amount we're looking for uh, at best. And we needed to close the transaction very quickly of 1480. And I didn't get 1.5 because that one's in restaff. <laughs> so that tells you that rate generally will indicate uh, something closest to what is a fair value. And in January, that 1050 was what cash rate was looking like. So yeah, we are living in very interesting times, guys, because as we speak today, um, then we know that already we've lost value. For those that like to track things, I like to track things. Uh, the very first announcement around January 2019, four years back, uh, the first indicative rate then, which I called the chicken in implied rate, uh, because a two piece at that point, if you converted the Zim dollar amount to US uh, was close to about uh, uh, 3.5. So see how far we've come. You see what I meant when I was saying cycles. Guys, I know that some of you are spiritual and you don't want us to confess bad things over the country, but I'm just speaking observations. The numbers, unfortunately, uh, don't lie. Uh, and even the Bible has an entire book called Numbers. So I respect them. Remittances were very interesting. And this is, again, a key figure because some of you I know, I saw one or two uh, uh, colleagues here, uh, a big shout out to the doc sitting in Germany. I know you are with us. We were looking at remittances. It's people like you who are sending money back to uh, some of us who are in Zim. And we literally saw a 15.9 cent growth, 9% uh, growth in 2022 um, to 1.65 billion, one of the highest figures ever uh, versus a, a 1.43 billion indicator in 2021. So what this basically means is that a lot of money is being sent into the country. Listen, the folks that are outside there, you know, they're doing the best that they can to really support the rest of us. Uh, so that's something to always uh, think about. And I want to also speak now uh, very generally to markets uh, and say when we're looking at markets, um, 
interesting that as the end of the year, last year, uh, ZSE closed for after three years of really great gains with a below inflation annual gain of only 80.12%. I say only because this versus inflation, uh, you know, you can already see what that figure was looking like. It was three times as much, uh, which would obviously then make sense when we say that it translated even in dollar terms to a loss of 75.03%. But I do not fear for those of you that were with us since the beginning, because I've had people say, eh, man, what is Zayma shares? How come you've gone quiet? Guys, I, I took many classes and we taught you what to do with markets. Markets are incredibly giving. There are opportunities to buy. There are opportunities to sell. When we were saying buy, some of you were attacking some of us and saying, yeah, hey, you're making us buy the same old, same old things. And those same old, same old counters, still solid. Some have gone on to move on to the Victoria Falls Exchange, still solid. So it's always important, and I won't go into deep dive around this. Perhaps we should have a different meetup on this. Always important to have an investment strategy. Always know when to exit the market. What, 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 what caused many of us to become victims was a simple thing that starts with a G and is called greed. So yeah, you may look at the guys who are Marana and think those guys are greed. Where you see that you've made a gain in 50% in dollar terms and you still stick around in the market, knowing very well what the cycles have been in the past. Those that came to class knew what to do. I also want to say that as it speaks, as we speak, our fixed income investments still very low. I think as the January figures, this was a snapshot indicator. We're looking at a return of only 5%, which is absolute. I mean, the only way to describe this, guys, is nonsense. Uh, that's not a return at all. You're actually losing money by putting it in a bank. Uh, so also interesting uh, to take note that um, uh, in terms of the property market, it was largely flat. Uh, not much of a movement. They say, for those of you, thank God for those who are in our groups, when we said, let's all get into these home link uh, properties that were being sold for Zimbabwe dollars. Some heeded the call. I'm glad that I've met a number of people in the streets of Harare who've given me hugs and Coca-Cola money, you know, because they're saying, listen, that call was a good call and they're doing very well in dollar terms. So some of us made sure we ran to our banks, uh, borrowed some Zimbabwe dollars, it was about 2 million then for a 500 square meter property, uh, bought in Zimbabwe dollars. Obviously, we are not selling in Zim dollars, but we are singing uh, all the way to the bank. Crypto market has been dire. I think at the time I took this presentation, uh, the FTX uh, uh, you know, uh, issue had already started. But as we speak today, you know, the market is beginning to recover. Uh, similar to the Zimbabwe Stock Exchange or other stock exchanges, I'll tell you that crypto is very interesting. Also very giving. Uh, you know, there are opportunities to make phenomenal amounts of money and opportunities to lose phenomenal amounts of uh, money. The last thing that you take note of is that scams, scams galore, guys. Scams. Uh, continue to be a feature. And I think a lot of what comes from scams is because people have greed, but I, I'm also going to be kind and be an empath here and say a lot of what happens with scams is because people are really trying to make a living. So they'll take a chance. Eh? They'll take a chance at some of these things. So yeah, that is sort of a snapshot, a feeling of where we are. Uh, I think at the time I also gave this presentation in terms of employment, and it's interesting because it's still true. Uh, big tech, uh, was laying off. So your, your fang uh, companies, you know, uh, the uh, Facebooks, Amazons, uh, you know, those big, big companies were laying off. I know, for example, that Amazon is going to do a major round of layoffs once again. Uh, we are in the age of, we move from crypto to metaverse very quickly to the age of AI. Uh, so I always say that when it comes to tech, I have another life in digital spaces, digital economy. Uh, today is the slowest that our lives will ever move. You know, going forward, I tell you, things will continue to move very quickly. So you will take note that it's very interesting that even though 
uh, in tech, they are increasing income in terms of these companies. Uh, still, they were also increasing the number of layoffs they were making, which is very interesting because, um, yeah, even the people who were sitting in countries where we thought Varnani, things are not easy. All I'm trying to say is that things are quite difficult for everybody. Look, poverty data line um, as of January was uh, close to about 300,000 Zimbabwe dollars. And that basically meant every civil servant at that point uh, was suffering. To use Big Phil's words, uh, they were poor. So having said that, I want to quickly rush through uh, these other slides, which I want to highlight because these things matter. As adults, I'll tell you some of the things that I've learned. Adulting, number one, is a scam. We thought we'd have freedom. We are out here paying bills, guys. But here's the thought. Uh, some things don't go away. And I want to tell you that there are a lot of things in life that we can control and things that we cannot control. And we we'll speak to these when we speak to financial planning. So money issues, I'll tell you, are the number one causes of stress. Uh, in most people, uh, you know, they have stress because of money. Most divorces, I know all of us in here, adults, are not actually because uh, the sex is not hot uh, or because your partner is no longer as interesting. It's actually money. Uh, those that like to believe in their faith, uh, Zimbabweans like to call themselves a Christian nation, though that's not true, we're actually secular, uh, is that money answers all things. That is the truth. But money is also linked to many uh, addictions. And I want to tell you that when we think about human behavior, money does play a very big role. It will shape how we think, it will shape how we feel, it will shape how we act for better or for worse. So there's a very uh, strong link, to use a very Zimbabwean term, uh, an academic term, there's a strong nexus between money and mental health. When you have poor mental health, you will contribute largely to your poor money management because you're not well. But you also realize uh, that dealing with money issues, and particularly if you're in debt, uh, those negative impacts negatively impact your mental health. So five key things to think about before I now speak to the pillars of financial planning and then open up for a, uh, an ask me anything type of session. It's important to think about how you relate with money. Now, I run a lot of financial planning one-on-one -on -one, um, sessions. Uh, and the three things I normally uh, look to are to assess where someone is, there's a tool that we use. Uh, number two, we then speak to aspirations, which is very important. And then lastly, we then talk about actions. I want to tell you why these three things matter. Um, it is important that you always assess where you are money-wise. And I will share the two towards the end. Um, it's important that you always assess for this simple reason. Um, sometimes people have stress because they think things are not well. Um, Whereas you may realize that when you actually sit down and put these two figures, it's not as bad as you think. The other extreme is thinking, ah, me, it's okay. <laughs> when you then assess, you realize, mm, actually things are not that well, okay? Now, having had a courageous conversation with ourselves, because the tool will tell us, it will show us, the numbers will not lie. We then go to the next bit, which is to aspire. Aspiring is you now casting a vision and saying, uh, where do I want to be in the short term? Where do I want to be in the medium term? Where do I want to be in the long term? Guys, these things sound boring, but I'll tell you this is why some of us, uh, someone said to me, you always sound happy on socials. Me, I'm always happy, guys. <laughs> I'll tell you why, because I don't worry about money. And it's not because I have millions, um, but I can tell you with confidence that I'm wealthy. What does it mean? It means... <laughs> So I'll show you the two and I'll tell you why I do not worry about money. So I have aspirations. I know the things I want to do in the short term, one to three years, things I want to do in the medium term, three to five, things I want to do in the long term, five years plus. 
very important that you still keep hope alive. This also helps that when money comes, it's already pointed and routed, uh, what Zimbabwean calls rooted. It is routed in American English uh, in the direction of your short, medium, and long-term goals, no matter how big or small. And then finally, you act. Now, I'll tell you something. In the 20 years that I've spent in financial markets, I've obviously, in my line of work, dealt with very wealthy people. Uh, I think I've shared before that I am also mentored by an extremely wealthy woman, Zimbabwean, young, and I really admire how she parents her kids, uh, and you know, her eldest now has just gotten engaged, um, her youngest is now an adult, no, no, sorry, her middle one is an adult, uh, the youngest, all of them passed through Oxford-related schools, and these guys were not even runners, you know, she was a teacher, started off as a teacher, started off with a small business, started off at work, then with a small enterprise, and then moved on to big business. Um, and one of the things I've learned from her is that wealth is not gotten hastily. You build it bit by bit, line by line. So I always chuckle when I see on socials, people who make noise, people are responding to people every other tweet with, hey, I'm rich and all that stuff. Guys, I've always said this, real money does not make noise. Drop a hundred dollar note and a, you know, a, a two rand coin. I tell you the two rand coin will make serious noise. Uh, the hundred dollar note will go and it will land very nicely. Number two, something to think about around money and mental health is your spending patterns and triggers. We are not the same. We have different patterns. We have different triggers. Some people spend a lot when they're stressed. Some people spend a lot when things are not balancing. They resign and just tell themselves, ah, may as well spend. That happens a lot in Zimbabwe, just so you know. Um, and related to that, number three, what makes coping worse? I know people who literally get triggered or have anxiety attacks the moment they see a bank SMS notification. For some it is uh, getting the reminder that rent is due. We're all different. But I want you to know that there are things we can control and things we cannot control. We cannot control, uh, you know, um, uh, pandemics. Now, when we speak about financial planning and we speak of emergencies, we now include pandemics. We never used to do that before, but now we know that anything can happen. I'm, I, like I told you, part of my work is around digital economy. And one of the things that we now know uh, is that we've entered as a whole world into what you call pandemic season. Uh, so there are a number of... Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, monkeypox, uh, you know, all types of diseases that are going to come up. Uh, so just deal, guys. And we can't control that, right? Wars, rumors of wars, we cannot control that. The one thing you can control is how you manage your money. How do you do this? You create a budget and you stick to it. How do you do that? You see, by moving stress from your head, right, to an Excel sheet, which I'll share with you, yeah, you realize that a lot of things will be treated, I budget two things, money and time. That's why you see me putting a calendar as well. Uh, I'm now at the other side of uh, my life because I plan, uh, God giving me grace. I only want to live up to 80, so I'm halfway. And that's why I celebrate my birthday every 16th of the month, right? I'm 40 now, uh, 40.75 to be precise. And um, I want you to know that it's also important to take note. You might not be able to remember everything in your head, but you have a smartphone, guys. You know, take the stress from your head, Put it into your smartphone. So I do have a personal financial template, which I'll share right at the end. Uh, all I'm saying is move stress from your head, dump it onto an Excel sheet. That's the tool we will share. We'll circulate it around the groups. Uh, we'll share it on socials as well. All we are basically just saying is you can be in control of your money. A budget really helps you to see what's coming in, what's going out, 
and then you can put in all of the things you want. Everything I've spoken about here, I'll show you towards the end how it's uh, organized and you can take a, a, a first crack at using that thing. Um, some of you that know me know that I have really been insisting on uh, a hashtag called health, wealth and happiness in the past few months. And all I want to say is that balance is key. That's the last fifth point. Um, for everything that you need to uh, balance out in life, get a coach. I really benefited from getting a personal financial, uh, personal, sorry, a personal um, fitness coach for about two years. I'm much stronger now. Uh, there are things I could not do that I can do. I can uh, lift, I can hike, I can go for long runs. Um, I can run in marathons. I can, uh, there's something I was trying to remember, which I can't remember now, uh, which is where you balance on your sort of uh, hands and your, uh, you know, the thing that lots of you guys can't even last 30 seconds. Plank. Yes, I can plank <laughs> for at least, an, uh, you know, a minute, a 30. It sounds short, but try it. Uh, do not try this at home uh, because I am a professional. Um, you know, I can do a number of things because I got a coach to help me, right? Work through those things. Now I can do them by myself. For wealth as well, you do need a coach. Um, you know, someone who talks you through certain things, uh, perhaps uh, takes you through some financial planning. But if you cannot afford that, and I know lots of Zimbabweans don't, which is why sometimes why personally I don't bother uh, telling people my rates. I do this with groups that are paid for by their companies, uh, mostly uh, because I don't want to fight about my fee, guys. My fee is my fee. And I know how much it takes from me uh, because we need no less than three hours for it to make sense. But also make sure that you are, you are, you are happy. Happiness is an inside job. So health, wealth, happiness, those things come together. Uh, frankly, I think health is the most important. You might have lots of money. You can't enjoy it if you don't have health. Uh, and then, of course, wealth and your happiness. So act on each of these things. Yeah, there are lots of non-monetary things you can do to get started. Uh, for health, start by running. Cost you absolutely nothing. Uh, wake up and run away every morning. You know, exercise, uh, go to YouTube, you know, go for therapy, your mind, very, very important. I personally sign up for a lot of uh, therapy type, uh, you know, sessions. Some of the most brilliant ones I've done, I've paid very little, like $10 for 13 weeks. Amazing, amazing stuff. Could be groups, but still very important. Doing that inner work. Uh, when it comes to wealth, you know, seek to increase income, get the coaching. And then when it comes to happiness, guys, start with little things. I will tell you something which I've learned from some of my really wealthy mentors as well. Um, I enjoy following content on Twitter, for example, by someone called Naval. And one of the important and uh, profound things he says is, if you cannot enjoy a cup of coffee, you will not enjoy a business flight on a flight EK714. Please take a shot each time I say EK714. Let's see where you end up uh, on this Friday. So let's now come to our key content for today. And I'm going to finish with this slide and then open up for some questions and then I'll share a tool. And we can also have a quick ask me anything. Let me tell you when it comes to financial pillars. I've said this before, but I'm going to come back and come back to these particular pillars once again, but bringing them to life, knowing where we are now. The four financial pillars, friends, have not changed. <laughs> like the word of God, they endure forever. Let me tell you when it comes to money, guys, lifestyle, number one. A lot of people cannot do well in life because of what we call lifestyle inflation. You were living a $100 life, you get $200, you immediately change everything to $200. Now, if there's one thing I've mastered personally, this one, guys, I'll tell you I'm an expert is. It doesn't matter how much uh, income I generate. There is a certain level of living I have maintained at the very least for the past five or so years, regardless of how much I make. Why? 
I have, a, first of all, a very big, hairy, audacious goal of a certain figure, uh, which I want to get to, and there's a certain lifestyle I want to maintain. Having said that, you will find that no matter how much I make, if my figure for per month is a lifestyle around 1,000, even if I get five, I don't change it. What that does is that it frees up an extra, if I'm getting five, 4,000 to do a few more things and move quickly on certain goals. So I have a friend who I have long chats with and she said to me, oh, you're rich. I said, I wouldn't call myself rich, but I will call myself wealthy. How so? Uh, because I know that I'm living a life I can afford. The things I value, I can pay for. So for me, what I value is uh, um, I want to live a decent lifestyle, decent accommodation, and then education for me is very key. I have two children. Education is something I spend, uh, you know, at a good level at. So I'm not a big believer in the, uh, you know, education where you are spending uh, perhaps 20,000 per, per term. Uh, even if I had it, I don't believe in it um, because I don't think you need that much. You look, one plus one is two anyway. <laughs> Whether I one or I two or, you know, schools with numbers or schools that are environmentally friendly, you know, but I do want to make sure that I give my children a fair chance in life by giving them quality education. So I will stay, I will concede that, yes, uh, for my children, private education has always been uh, the option I take first. But you also see that there are things that other people spend on that I don't spend on. Like I'm not big on Brazilian weaves, okay? And this is not to attack anyone. I'm just saying from a lifestyle perspective, it is important that we live lives we can afford. I will always use this simple example we were taught in uh, you know, grade three, uh, second term, week five, where our teacher said five minus three. We all said two. The next week she came back and said five minus eight. And we all said it can't. If we can just learn to agree with the numbers, guys, we will be fine. So here's a simple pointer. Do not live a lifestyle above that you can afford. So if we can manage ourselves on that score, it really, really helps. Is it easy? It's not easy, but it's not impossible. Now, if you conquer yourself on that bit, you would have done more than half the work lifestyle just basically choose to live choose to eat choose to dress choose to travel in a way that you can afford i remember one of my friends who is part of my uh my consulting team uh, saying to me why do you drive a car that is far less than what i know you can afford i say to them well a car still gets me from here to there so if i free up money i can still then get onto the plane and do my personal personal standard for me is that I want to see a new country every year. I'm fortunate because my work will also help me. Uh, it gives me the opportunity to travel. And so if work has taken me there, I can extend my stay and have also a bit of the, you know, the touristy bits. Uh, but I want to tell you that, guys, if you conquer yourself, you would have done most of the work. I'm talking about what you can control, eh? and I'm already in, implying, uh, focusing on what you can control. So lifestyle is the first pillar. That one, guys, so it's... <laughs> There really isn't. Now, here's something to think about. You might want to also think about locating yourself in a place where you pay as little as possible. This might mean within a country, uh, living outside of a major town. It might also mean going to a country where you get more value. I always say to my uh, kids and my nephews and nieces, 
don't be like us who grew up mostly in one place and stayed there the rest of our lives. And my parents said the same thing to me um, because they were teachers and they've always said, listen, we were never adventurous. We do regret that we didn't go about a bit more. Don't be like that. Don't be stuck in one profession. Don't be stuck in one place in life. Uh, and so when people speak about, hey, some people are running away from the country, I don't believe in that, guys. If you are working, go where you can get value. People who have done financial planning with, when we speak about income, that's one of the things we speak about. Remember from those that uh, follow the cash flow quadrant, there are four ways of generating income. Hey, uh, So there's a job, there's self-employment, uh, there is uh, you know, business, there's investment. We are really sleeping on jobs. And I want to rebuke sharply. Those that say, hey, you'll never be rich with a job. You guys, are, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know the kind of jobs that are out there. It's because you are limited, guys. I'm going to exposure, guys. I'm going to exposure. <laughs> and those guys, they'll make in a year more than some of us are ever going to make in our life. Now, I'm a consultant. I'll tell you, I've given myself figures, and I'm glad that I'm on the way. When I started, my target was very simple. I wanted to make 24000 United States dollars a year. I got to that target. And then from there, I said to myself, I want to now make 30000 a year. Yeah? Then there was a point when I said to myself, my new target is that I must make $100,000. By the way, I'm speaking about United States dollars. Eh? My US dollars. So my, uh, then my next target was $100,000. The moment I hit that once, I realized that it is possible. And so I now have a new target. So even a job, even, uh, you know, uh, self-employment, you'll be surprised what you're able to do if you can combine increasing income and then managing your lifestyle. Let me move on to emergencies. Let me tell you that one of the things that, you know, that derails people is you have generated sufficient income, you have a good lifestyle, but the problem is, emergencies happen. What are the common emergencies in life? Death, illness, uh, you know, natural disasters. Now they are a thing. Uh, now we've even ended pandemics to those things. If all of those things happen and you had not made a plan, you know, I love the joke where people say, the moment you get $100, you know, now you have to treat that emergency. And so if we've already made a plan and ensured that we cover the people that matter when it comes to death. We cover the people that matter when it comes to health. We cover uh, what we can in terms of fire. If you have anything that you own, it's incredible, guys, that if I tell you, and I, I, I'm so obviously to secrecy when I do one-on-ones, but it's amazing how in Zim you find that in some companies, the same people have been the same uh, company for the same number of years at the same level of income with very similar family circumstances, at very different levels because of number one, lifestyle, but number two, even emergencies. Now, something I found curious and strange, a lot of house owners don't insure their houses, which is crazy. You buy a house, it's worth a thousand, a hundred thousand United States dollars. Insurance costs you, sorry, uh, I only know old mutual products because I do a bit of work with them, right? Insurance will cost you, and I know that my mother's house is about the same value, uh, and I got her to insure a house. I got someone, an agent from old mutual to go and, uh, you know, help her. She paid $126,000 for the entire year, yeah? That's like $10 per month. If that house burns down, which happened to a neighbor of hers, for $126, you could have preserved value. 
but people don't know that. So emergency planning, guys, making sure you've got a plan. I know some will argue, hey, Zimbabwe, medical aid, I'm Jason, oh, but I'll tell you a bit of cover is better than absolutely none. So if we can cover lifestyles and emergencies in the short term, really we do ourselves a favor. Let's now look into the long term. Other financial planning fillers we need to think about are retirement. I will tell you, we have a problem uh, because a lot of us who are my age and stage are what we call the sandwich generation. So what does this mean? It means uh, for someone like me who is aged 40, uh, going on to 41, um, I have parents who have retired and then I have to take care of myself naturally. And then ahead of me, are my, or in the future, are my children I must take care of. Now, many of us are living with parents um, who have an expectation that so, and because they invested so much in you, it's, it's, not, it's late for us to lecture them that children are not supposed to start for parents. Parents must start for children. So we're going to have to take care of them. A number of them may have made plans, but Zimbabwe happened. And so, you know, the ones, some of us are lucky that our parents bought houses and, you know, what we've supported, at least I and my siblings, is to help our parents, uh, my parent, the remaining live one now, because my father is now late, to set up a small business and all of that and provide support and they can make some money of their own. But some parents tried to store up value and, you know, Zimbabwe happened, they had policies, those things do not work anymore. So it is what it is, guys, Ngatara realities. We are stuck and we've got to take care of them. It's no fault of their own. It's not because they didn't plan. It's simply because Zim happened. So this is where we are. And so we've got to take care of other people who are in retirement. And Then we have to start making a plan now for retirement. Because generally from the age of 25 plus, you must start so that you have 40 years. It's a function of time. Because Maria Iwanike is still and Not all of us guys will be able to become runners for gold. Right. Even our people have a back door, like a visa. I think I pinned it up So the rest of us are going to have to think about a plan we make for retirement. And I want to say what the markets have taught us. I will tell you time and time again: Zimbabwe is cycles, guys. The one thing that has, and I always speak about, and probably we'll have a session around this by itself because it requires, you know, an entire session about asset classes. But the four, just to give you a bit of a, a headline around this, the four key asset classes, if you're in Zim, we're basically looking at property, which is land and buildings. Uh, we are looking at, uh, you know, uh, uh, markets, uh, stock market, uh, capital markets of that nature, stock market. Uh, we are looking at now uh, as well you know, uh, fixed income investments, which is basically money market where, frankly, nothing much is happening there. We're looking at alternative investments. The one thing that has thugged it out throughout the years is property. Uh, and hardly do you go wrong. But again, people get scammed in there, which is why we want to have conversations about around this. Uh, and the intention is that after this uh, first generic meetup, uh, we will now invite a number of experts to take us through some of those uh, specific, you know, uh, investment classes, because not all of us, you know, uh, we'll be able to leave the country, though I highly encourage it. You are young guys. If it means leave and then if you want to come back, come back, but one marry. You know, if you at least buy a house uh, and, you know, you take your kids through school, then, you know, it's easier to manage if all you need to treat is just uh, getting a water uh, and, and all. Because I'll tell you this, uh, let me talk a little bit about politics. You don't like politics, but I'll speak about it anyway. It's an open secret. I've run for office before. It's because I care. Uh, I believe in civil so engagement and being responsible. So definitely I want to encourage as many as can to register to vote and please vote for whoever makes the most sense to you. Uh, but I'll tell you something. Even Chapman, Chapman, 
Apinda. Mm? <laughs> yeah, no matter how brilliant the gent could be, you know, it would take a cycle, a proper decade, a decade for us to see meaningful, which means those of you who are my age, guys, <laughs> take charge. You know, I wrote a book that I'm very embarrassed about some years back called Take Charge of Your Personal Finance. I want you to know that it is you that must take charge. So property is definitely something that you can uh, have uh, power over. And while we are here, let me say something that is contentious, but I'll say it with my chest because I believe in it. I believe when it comes to investments, we are now in an age, and I think the world has shown us world over where we should begin to go more towards self-custody. Guys, my products have a limit, particularly so in Zimbabwe. Now, my argument is this. Think about where do all of those people who offer you products, where do they put your money when they've collected it? Uh, I like how uh, some of my sisters in one of Zimbabwe's premium uh, women's Facebook group, I won't name it, but its initials are PNH. Uh, <laughs> uh, some of them say things like, I get where people are coming from. And I want to say that we are in a world where now uh, there should be more of self-custody. So don't get into investments and close your eyes and never check. Get into products in the short term, get out. But always think about those four places I spoke about. Those are the homes for money. People are, any institution is going to put your money in property, is going to put your money in equities or the stock market, is going to put your money in fixed income or in alternative investments. So I'm sorry for those who don't understand Shona because it's hilarious in Shona. Uh, you want to have distance. So self-custody is important because we don't know what will happen with asset managers. We don't know what will happen with products. Uh, and so if it's property, buy it outright in your name. Yeah. If it stocks, nothing stops you from going to the ZSE through ZSE Direct, C-Trade, you know, VFX. You can access. Now, at this point, anybody has access, guys. Years back, Jaishami Sirak when I was stockbroker. Now, anyone can own solid shares in solid companies. You know, um, when it comes to things like, and you can then time the market yourself. You know, um, I also believe that anybody uh, can put money in fixed income investments directly by themselves anyone can get into alternative investments but as a last bit and i want you to really catch this bit do not sleep on yourself your first investment is you guys a person who left zim uh, uh, some kind of work outside of the country whether they are work or not is probably better off than someone who tried to save or invest a thousand dollars in zim these are realities so if you feel that is your investor you know, uh, invest in yourself uh, and go and get value. Go to the company that pays you. Go to the country, the country, if I were to use Malema's words, that pays you the most, then you can build from that. Very, very important. So having said that, let's go to the very last financial planning pillar. And I'm looking at my time here. I'm going to try and end at exactly um, in the next four or five minutes. Uh, you know, no longer than 10 minutes from where I started. So I've spoken for an hour and then we open up for the Ask Me Anything. I want to conclude by saying legacy is important. Now, I already said we are a sandwich generation. We must take care of those that are behind us. We must take care of ourselves. But let's also make sure that we don't repeat what then happened to us. 
uh, for some of us, for the majority. Let's make sure that we've got a plan for our children and a plan for us so that we don't make those children a retirement plan. Things happen, children die, children don't prosper as much as we want to. We can't make them a plan. So let's make sure we organize for the people we care about, uh, the people and the causes. Legacy is very important. So I want to conclude by saying this. It's important that you focus on what you can control. There are lots of external things you cannot control. You cannot control the government of the day. You cannot control um, wars. You cannot control pandemics. And uh, for those that believe in the biblical things, we are in the end time. So those things will continue to come. However, you do have power over certain things. When I say lifestyle, how can you control this? Through a budget, budget for basics. And I always say, please, a budget is not meant to pinch life. Live life as you go. Please budget for joy. I've always said this. If you're not careful in Zim, if you pinch pennies too much, you know, so please also make sure you buy yourself a chocolate, go for a movie, you know, uh, enjoy a meal at covers with music. Uh, not always be serious. All the time, green bar, cooking all I want, guys. Enjoy life as well. Insurance still is important. Yes, I know in Zim, uh, it's quite flawed. I agree. But get what you can. Listen, at least cover your vehicle, uh, cover your house. Uh, I'm not particularly keen on life insurance unless you have absolutely no property or anything. Then in that interim period, uh, get it. And then as quickly as possible, get property. You know, because I tell you that's the one thing that at least you, you have uh, some control over. Ukatengo a house pamana. You know, it doesn't really matter where. Whether I've always said my, my, my usual joke on this is it doesn't have to be in Glenlawn. It can even be in Glenora or Glenview. Any Glen can fire. So make sure that in terms of emergency, you have some form of insurance. In terms of retirement, I already spoke about this. I'm a big believer now uh, in self-custody. First of all, ensuring that you yourself invest in yourself uh, so that your income may increase. And then also investments in different markets uh, where you have custody and direct access. In crypto, there's a very nice statement I like, which we say, not your keys, not your wallet. Always make sure everything that you've bought is in your name and you own it. And then in terms of legacy, yeah, I want to say continuous financial education. I've put family in there because I'll tell you something. We got a number one, because if you're the only one who's prosperous in your village, which a lot of us like, and that's wrong. So make sure the people around you are financially educated. If you don't know where financial education stuff is happening, follow my handle, follow my podcast, get into our groups. People are continually sharing. I may not remember everything. Uh, my fellow team at Atenda or Elsie or Tafadzwa may not remember anything uh, or share everything. But in the group, people will be like, oh, guys, there's this thing around this. You know, people can, you can ask questions in there. You can ask questions about specific investments. Guys, is this sound? Do you know these people? All of that screening can be done within community. So please join our community and at absolutely no cost. Uh, you can also be have a you know, second line of defense, continuous financial education. And please make sure you're not the only one in the village who is financially uh, educated. Make sure that you point people towards a number of programs. I run programs uh, with a number of institutions. Uh, next week, just for those who want to know, we'll be having a Twitter space even. Um, you hear more about it. I'll advertise on my socials as well, uh, where we'll talk uh, about financial planning, especially for the youth. Please get your young people to come. Uh, let's have that conversation um, as well. It will be very, very, very important. So financial education, frankly, uh, will be a defense. Wisdom is the defense uh, always. So take control of your money. Take control of your money worries. I think I've done extremely well for time. It is a function of experience on the hour. 
I will now stop sharing and I can see that uh, a few things were being asked in the uh, uh, in the in the in the chat here. Okay, good. Before I treat this, I will um, pause now and just have a quick check. I want to try and treat every single thing that is in there. Some are not questions; they are more of uh, comments. We call them now comments, uh, spelled Q-U-O, and then comments uh, at the end <laughs> or the ments at the end, uh, because not everything is a question. Okay. So having done this, I want us to treat these questions and then I will show you the tool as a parting shot and we should uh, do very well for the time we indicated no longer than one hour and a half. So uh, Gino, good evening to you. You say to everyone, I am investing long-term in the stock market with the aim to build up a quantum. I like that word. I love that word, by, by the way. I use it when I'm trying to impress people. So uh, earlier today, I had an Afilabs uh, board meeting and we were talking about something in, involving numbers. And I say to someone, what is the quantum? <laughs> Uh, all I was saying is Imari, you know, <laughs> love that word. So to acquire property, I know I heard you talking about knowing when to exit the market. Do you advise holding shares for long, saying four to five years? Very important question. One of the most common ones when I take stock market classes. Uh, so my short answer is no. Um, no, I do not advise for long unless, unless, unless uh, you are buying specific counters. Now, our mantra last year for those who came to classes was very simple. Uh, the basics of the stock market is buy low, sell high, right? But we said buy low, buy quality, take profit uh, as you go uh, is a more important mantra. I say so because remember Zim has cycles. Ukangotenga even though we know that in reality, uh, you know, they, we do know that in the, long in, the, in the long run, the stock market outperforms every other market. This is an effect around the world generally. Uh, but because of the types of cycles in Zim, many times you look back and realize, I remember that when people were then saying, hey, and all that stuff, me, I was just quietly doing what I, I've taught. Yeah, taking a bit of my own medicine, averaging out losses where I had them, uh, buying your econets at, uh, I believe, at about 75. Uh, those that know, I've just exited now, um, it was able to help me. That 75% that others are reeling from, frankly, it wasn't that bad. Even where I took a knock, I was able to mostly recover. Uh, because what we want to always defend is capital. Now, can I say $1,000 or Sarawini $200? Uh, so what is important is to always make sure we preserve capital. A number of ways to do this. That's why I say then take profit along the way. It's important to have an investment uh, exit strategy, right? Now, those that follow our disciples of Buffet, I'm one of them, uh, will know that he says you actually make your money at buying. So try and buy low. But sometimes it's very difficult to know whether the market is low. It's very difficult to make a call sometimes, right? And so we believe in what we call dollar cost averaging, where you're saying, and sorry, sure, kuting. Am I at the bottom or not? I'll buy a tranche this week. And then if I think there's a even bottom or bottom, uh, a dip of the dip, I buy again. All, it won't matter when you sell if you've been dollar cost marketing when the entry was. But I try and make sure that entry, I treat my issues. So I always try and buy when I see blood in the market. Buffet always says also very simple. Uh, he will say, you know, um, be fearful when others are greedy. Be greedy when others are fearful. So Pantangata knows by Twitter kunyan. Uh, that should actually be your signal <laughs> to get out. When it's quite on a because So the simple thing is this. I feel like there are certain uh, counters. This I will swear on. I don't swear, but I'll swear on my um, uh, 
uh, on my pet dog's head that if you buy certain counters in Zim, you will not lose. Like there are companies that are never going to fail, guys. And when I shielded these ones in December 2021, before the year started last year, uh, I got a lot of backlash. Actually, should be, I'm feeling petty. I'm going to try and pick up those tweets and ask those people who are attacking me. Because I was, they said I was shielding uh, uh, very boring counters. The, the Facebook live is still there. Where I was talking about counters like Simbisa, I spoke of Econet, Insco, I call them the Insco companies, your Exias. Uh, why? Because Kunima company as it was over. You know, Econet, your Insco, your Simbisas are guys, and that will be the last point of failure, you know, in Zim. So at that point, all I was just saying was if you're going to buy for what we call long in quotes, then buy solid companies. And then dollar cost average, in tranches. I normally like people to use multiples of 10 or 100 or 1,000, depending on how much you have or which counter you are buying. So I know I'm going the roundabout way. All I want to say is I would buy and hold four to five shares, uh, years, the right counters bought at the right price. Not everyone might be sophisticated to know the right counters or whether they've gotten the right price. With Zim, I prefer this. Whatever it is you've put your money in. If you've made, say, 50% in Zimbabwe, uh, US dollars, you know, you've made your money. At the very least, take out your capital. Then there isn't too much emotion uh, around whatever remains. So I know I've gone a bit of a long around, uh, but I said it's an ask me anything. So I do want to treat as many questions as possible and, uh, and give as, as comprehensive an answer as I can. And we are recording. So those that are not in uh, the, the room uh, can always sort of learn from this if they're not able to uh, come through because they don't have data or power. Having said that, um, I would hold in the long term uh, some specific choice counters that I will tell you. Uh, I'm personally very bullish about Simbisa. I want to be proven wrong on this one, uh, but look, as far as I can tell, that is our McDonald's of Africa. The footprint is amazing. Um, right now, I'm in Nairobi tomorrow, I have a hike. Um, and I'll tell you something, the way people love Simbisa food here, chicken in, you know, Nevada, guys, Nairobi. <laughs> you know, Shamsira, you know, so uh, I'm very bullish because with uh, footprint in about nine African countries, uh, if you saw their most recent report, listen at the right price. And I, if you look at VFX now, uh, I'm not sure about today, but I think the last I checked was I really sometimes look at markets if I've bought for the long term. They're looking at about 45% at its highest. It went to about 70 cents. Check what potential upside could be. I'm bullish about those. Uh, I'm buying Simbisa without thinking. I'll tell you that. And I've, uh, I've no dog in this fight, but listen, people will always eat and footprint uh, will help. There are a number of other counters that a different number of uh, uh, stockbrokers might have uh, uh, ideas about. I've, I've never hidden the fact that my preferred stockbroker is Morgan & Co. because they are very deep on their research. They always share uh, counters and what they think might happen in the future. They don't always get it right, but mostly those guys are, are, are do well in terms of where their focus are. So all I'm saying is there are specific counters I don't mind buying if they are cheap and buying them uh, for the long term. For me, I didn't get 75% knocked in my portfolio uh, in full. I think uh, at best, uh, I think I lost about um, maybe 15 if I look at what I then did afterwards to manage that risk. Uh, all I will say is that if you're buying the right counters, you always, you always recover. So long term, only if you're buying low uh, and then continue to dollar cost average. So here's the thing. Kanakata mistake, I think I had 1,000 Simbisa at the highest. You bought what you call bought buying the top in April last year, before that uh, famous announcements by the president. If you've not averaged out by now, but when I average out, they're doing okay. 
you know, they, they've actually gotten their money back uh, because they took the advice we gave in the classes, right? Not to depend on tweets. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, so long-term would still work for some really solid counters. I would say uh, buy low, buy quality, and those you can buy in the long-term. But if you're not willing to be thorough in that respect, then in and out, when you've made your money, then exit the market. Don't stick around. Absolutely not. If you're young, though, you have time. Listen, in the long run, you'll still be fine, frankly. But if you're 60 plus, uh, yeah, don't take, don't bet on the market. Even when we profile people in financial planning, there are tools we use uh, and formulas we use, you know, uh, and there's what we call a tactical allocation, depending on your age and stage in life and what else you own. Really, you should not be taking risk on the market with everything you own. But if you are young, this is a strategy that can work. So no for the other people, uh, but with all of these other things I've explained, you know, uh, possibly, uh, yes. Um, so I'm hearing here, Ida uh, Mayroro, one plus one is always two. Yes, I think this was a response to lifestyle. Uh, don't be under pressure. And I'll tell you a lot of people who have struggled uh, in Zim, Again, I, I I won't name names, but because I talk to thousands of people in a year, but on one-on-ones, I talk to hundreds of people in a, in a year, uh, I'll tell you this. Um, a lot of issues are treated by just letting go of lifestyles. Can I also speak to people who have spouses, if you have more than one spices? Uh, yeah, guys, how will it look if we move the child from heritage to gateway? A saving of $500 can change your lives. I'll tell you that. I know of a family where they were fighting because the wife was the reasonable one. And she said, listen, we can't keep doing uh, heritage. It was 2,200 at that point. Let's move this kid to, uh, you know, Gateway, where they were paying 1,700. Still private school. Uh, but the other one was saying, how will it look? Because I'm Namari. So it's always important to make those uh, uh, changes. What I know is that even within ATS schools, there are schools for every pocket. You know, if you can't do Peter House, you can still do Eaglesville. And I'm not dissing Eaglesville. My son was there, you know, and it was a, it was a decision that I also made, uh, knowing that you can't also stay within certain systems. He went to Heritage, but I could not have been able to stay within that system for the rest of his life. For infant, it was a very good uh, base, uh, but at some point I had to move also taking note of what the child is inclined towards. I'll tell you, I've always made clear why I like private school education. The truth is under lockdowns, there were no disruptions. You know, his life went on. I like Cambridge. I have a thought, I've never hidden those things. But I also don't live a fancy life, guys. You know, I, I, I don't drive fancy. So there's that and all those things to think about. Secondly, school, you know, in a certain school, I've always said this example, a child will go and join Achar. Yeah, that's when you know... <laughs> But actually, on Amari, Achari setting up the kit for that thing is 3,500, just for Achari, yeah? And that thing gets you nowhere in life, guys. <laughs> it's like a hobby. So, yeah, very important. Prince is saying, make your money and enjoy it in silence. Hi, my people need to learn to enjoy their monies in silence, guys. And if there's opportunity, take a second citizenship with value. Why not? I don't know why people think that being a patriot is living and dying in Zimbabwe. Uh, only guys uh one of the things I, in my work does take me across the world and i love what one brother of myself said when i say to him um i'm working on a certain project in a certain country for a long term he said my sister i'm so proud of you i've always known that you are global talent and i think this is true of many zimbabweans when you have opportunities take them once again i'm going to speak to those that are in you know <laughs> Can I take the chance? I've always said this about home. You can always come back home. 
uh, some are saying after the meeting, share recording. Definitely, we will edit it and we will uh, share it out uh, within the week. The house insurance attendant is saying house insurance thing is so true. He says, uh, he or she says, I paid $70 with old mutual to Mukunat the landlord. Masas and a landlord. This could be you, you know, it's very possible uh, to buy a house, but make sure you secure. A lot of people who accumulate wealth will not take care of it. You will forgive me with the marital examples. These are the most fun for me. I'll tell you one thing which I've always said, you know, I've always said this and I normally joke with, if it's gents I'm doing one-on-one -on -one with to say, you know, uh, marriages suffer because you, you don't sustain with what you used to gain. Uh, and maintenance, we always joke, maintenance, the maintenance, you know, uh, once you've got a property, you've got to maintain it, number one, but also number two, you do need to uh, secure it. Now, if you've put everything into that house and it bends down, then what? You know, these things happen, guys. I'm not trying to be a prophetess of doom, but these things do, do happen. So please make sure that that thing is insured. Uh, Prince is also saying now buy land or buying Kwasa book, wasn't it? Bill Gates and Warren Buffett are buying land in Africa like no man's business. Motangiru uh, I've always said to people also, go back Kumusha. Uh, we're joking with my brother because we come from Chakoa and he's very good at speaking to Vana Chief and Asabuk and all of that. Uh, of course, there's also, also the issue of title, which can be a bit sensitive, but where you can, guys, you know, uh, he's also strategically saying that, uh, you know, U.S. put a big embassy in Zim. It's a strategic move. Ah, guys, I always tell you about land. Land is even biblical. Yeah, when I'm speaking to women, I always say, you know, God did not promise us the promised letter or the promised handbag. But he says you must have a promised land. Get land and buildings in your name. When we saw that opportunity where Home uh, Link was selling land at Brockdale, uh, which is very near Zegu, uh, I was saying to people, I'm going to dash in because I missed this opportunity with, uh, is it called Senga in Gweru? Some friends of mine many years back said, then let's put in to Nakumadish. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> guys because of Gweru and all that stuff and someone unfortunately was very close in my life at that point uh whom I trusted because they were in the construction industry managed to convince me you know not to I deeply regret that so this time I didn't even think guys buying land in zim dollars ah I ran in with everything that I could I even went to borrow and I will gladly say that what I'm going to pay to the bank uh, as I speak now, uh, I'm up by, I'll pay less by 50% or so because I borrowed in Zimbabwe dollars, bought land. And this is why we say there's places where you can use debt. So yes, absolutely. Someone says uh, Africa will remain short-changed agro produce to your part. Absolutely. You might not build on that land. Some of you guys like to produce, but I'll tell you this. Land is finite. Uh, in Zimbabwe, say it's finite. It's finite. They don't make any more of it. Any piece of land anywhere in your name, just get it, even if it lies idle or you eventually do a horticulture project on it or you just fence it, put a borehole, you increase value and you sell it uh, or you go on and add value like we want to do. I hope some of you are my neighbors in Brookdale. Uh, we will then build, you know, student accommodation. We put in Wi-Fi. Uh, one thing I'll tell you about Zimbabwe is they love to invest in their kids and in education. So, yeah, no. Uh, we started small. Uh, one of the things I learned from my mentor was she started by buying pieces of land in different places. Uh, then she would start to build bit by bit, you know, uh, putting in uh, different types of property investments. Uh, now she's at the point where in life, if she wants to move on, on certain ideas, she just sells one uh, property, 160000 in cash. She moves on. These things are possible, guys. These things are possible. Not always nyoka, Okay. Uh, in terms of stock market, someone is saying uh, Dubai is tax-free. Yes, absolutely. So one of the things I would always say when you took stock market classes was, guys, 
The principles are basic. They are the same. I love seeing Avana uh, Godwin, you know, who tweet about how they've, uh, you know, gone ahead and invested in the Australian stock exchange uh, and all of that stuff and made real money, you know, real returns. The principles, the skills, the ideas are the same. At least you are fine, but what manch. Because I'll tell you, who has never actually lost some money, uh, you generally then do better because you've gone through those cycles. Like, if I lose money, it's painful, yes. And I remember each of those lessons, some of them are $1,000 lessons, uh, but that, that does help in uh, making you a more sophisticated investor. So by all means, look outside, uh, look at the skills you've gained. If you've lost a few Zimbabwe dollars, uh, forgive yourself. I've always said this when I take classes for companies. Start by forgiving yourself. Every, guys, that money is gone. <laughs> But you see, the beauty of money is you can always make more money. So, you know, that's the beauty about life. Interesting, uh, investing in yourself. Yes, Raymond, self-development. Guys, not all of us are going to be entrepreneurs. I want to tell you this. How many Strive Masiwas do we know? Yeah? You know, we don't even know. If I say, each time I say entrepreneurs in Zim, there's tribes, the Nigels, that we regurgitate more or less the same people, the divine Lucas. Not all of us will be able to build those people. Most of us are going to end up employment, self-employment, but investing is for all. So invest in yourself. Go for that course. Get that next. I don't agree to say, hey, when I graduate, who told you that? Why must you be? Even Jesus said the poor will always be amongst us. Why must it be you? He never named anyone by names, eh? uh, by name. So it's important to then just say, get whatever qualification. Uh, I highly encourage, and I, I'll, I'll say this. Yeah, it's very difficult. I promise myself not to say this. But look, uh, like one of your favorite prophets, I also have two degrees uh, in finance. I'm smart, guys. But certifications are the thing. A week back, I was writing a certification. Uh, and I'll tell you that there's a lot of leverage in certifications as well. So one of the most powerful thing I read um, on Twitter last night um, is uh, taken from a book called Mastery by Robert Greene, where he says uh, the people who make it in life going forward are people who combine two or more different skills in a creative way. Uh, I like to, uh, with a bit of humility, give myself as an example. I'm a banker by profession, but a lot of the work that I do now is in innovation and in digital economy uh, because I got some skills and exposure in certain things, and I now combine that with finance. Uh, so it's very interesting what you can do if you continue to self-develop. What are my views on ETFs for long-term investments? <laughs> If you get into an ETF, like, uh, you know, old mutual, forgive me here, but I'll use this as the simplest example. I like it for people who are still learning. And then if you're going for the long run, yes, you know, you want to manage your risk. Um, yeah, you know, you know, but the thing is, you see, why would I go into something to mixture old mutual and SMB and Econet when I could buy those shares outright and get more value? So for people who are learning, yes. I would say so. Of course, in developed countries, those ETFs, uh, uh, to be fair, do better in the long run for most people. You know, they really do. So I'd say outside Zim, yes. In Zim, I've not yet found a compelling case uh, for an ETF by itself. I found that the individual counters that make up those ETFs were the drivers from what I've seen so far. Uh, let me be clear on this. I seem to get more value if I buy the shares outright. But for people who are learning and don't want to choose, you know, an investment in ETFs is better than none. That's what I think. Long run, I will be honest with you personally. 
yeah, not financial advice, but this is what I would do personally. I would go for the outright uh, counters myself. Let's see what the next five years look like. Uh, but I would, I would still bet on buying Econet, Simvisa, Old Mutual, you know, some of those come in school outright by myself rather than an ETF. But <laughs> buy the ETF. I know I'm being wishy-washy here, but I hope you hear me. I have answers for two, two different people in there. In terms of cycles, where are we? On the ZSEE, ZSEE is very difficult as an indicator match. Uh, I look at cycles more of, uh, for me, the biggest indicator is inflation and uh, forex. So do you recognize that what we are going through has gone, we've gone through a number of times. I don't know how old the person is asking, is asking. Um, I'll try and pull up a slide I used to use many years back when I spoke about Zimbabwe's major money events. But Panda 83 in a cycle last year, it was then I was saying to people borrow. And I kept saying that until they then came in and put in the 200%. Those of us who had borrowed already were in a good place because Tangata Tombo secured some money and, and gotten value. Takaro, uh, of course, the repayments are higher, but just now they've gotten softer because we're now back to 85%. So um, as long as Pioneer Zim dollar and US dollar, there's arbitrage. Uh, and that tends to happen a lot. I'm not really sure what will happen at the end this time because they are really fighting with their lives uh, to ensure we don't get to a point where we restart, but it looks like inevitably those things happen. Uh, like I'm saying, 2019, we were at the point where the rate was about 3.5 uh, to the dollar. Now we're sitting at 1.5. I'm talking about the real rate. But even if we were to keep it true, in case there are CIOs and Arabs at people, it's good that you are here, guys. It's nice to be here. Let me tell you something straight about you guys. You started the year at 160. That's, that was the official rate. No, 60 actually, uh, last year. And uh, by the time the year ended, it was also six times as much. So, <laughs> so I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not the wrong one here. You know, the call is definitely coming uh, from inside that shiny building. Um, so yeah, there's that to think about. So in terms of cycle, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I find that one of the most smartest things to do in life is to agree when you don't know. So my uh, my generic response is I don't know. But all I can tell you is um, when the market is low, buy. When it is high. A sell. So I actually feel generally this happens a lot. First quarter, there's a run, which was happening this week. As you can see, the market started to come off. That's why I put in an order to sell last week. And I, I think I sold close to the top. It was not the top, but I didn't have a guarantee I would get the certain price for certain things. But I sold, quickly converted uh, what I had to uh, take me to where I am. Um, I would still say dollar cost averaging is your friend. I would not be buying in the stock market right now. Someone who is actually in this room now asked me that question. I told them straight up to buy now. Nope, I wouldn't be buying. guys. <laughs> when others are fearful, I will go in hard. Uh, then when others are being greedy, I will, I will then get out. I will tell you this about investments. A lot of it is not mastering numbers and cycles. It's about mastering self. Uh, that urge to say is what will kill you. Uh, look for when the market is really, really low. Most times you are close to the bottom and sell when it's, uh, people are very excited. When you've made your money, you exit. Very important. What is my advice on investing on the VFX for now? I would actually uh, tell you that I, I prefer it uh, right now <laughs> to the, uh, to the, to the uh, Zim dollar one for the simple reason that you can denominate in dollars. It's easy to count. Uh, where you are at. You can look at the history of which particular counter started off where. As you can see, there have been a number of announcements. I think First Capital is the other one that's headed in that direction. The Insco companies seem to all be trailing, all of them using the same motivation. It will be easier to raise capital. 
Uh, I have a theory which is following the smart, smart money. I believe in it. I will be honest. I do believe in the guys that are behind Simbisa. Uh, I'm very lazy now after years of re reading uh, these company documents and reports, but I do read the Simbisa one because those boys tend to have a feel for the uh, way things are going, which many of us might not see. So better VFX, uh, but I would buy in the CTSE if I still see things are cheap. Uh, and I think a lot of people who who, who heeded this call got in Pangapa in Europa last quarter of last year and hopped into Exia, Insco, Simbisa, bought in Zimbabwe dollars, they're already saying Tinoti Ebenezer because of the simple conversion of they bought so low in Zim dollar and then the same thing, same asset, because if you have the thousand shares in Zim dollar, you still have a thousand shares per VFX and now dollar denominated easier for us to um, be able to track. Um, in that we have two markets. I would, if I had a preference, I would rather be in the one that's dollar denominated for obvious reasons, but there's still money to be made in the Zim dollar one. Uh, why not learn from there and then just make sure that you exit as soon as you've made your profit. Uh, so for long term, if I'm going long term, definitely I'll be picking a VFX counter. Uh, short to medium, I would be going for things that are in the ZSE. Uh, we are all now crossing fingers for some of our favorites, including Econet and Delta, to cross off to the other side. But let's see. What is my outlook on to get a rate? Guys, one of the things we taught people in classes is very simple. One of the cheapest points to buy entry points for any counter is at IPO. To get a rate was the, I don't know that you guys were expecting me to say a Zaima rates. I guys, I say we already taught you these things. Those of you that were smart were coming to say, should I buy? I was saying, by all means, it's IPO. What do we have to lose? And for sure, for sure, some of us already exited, having made a hundred percent, you know, uh, in Zimbabwe dollar terms and a meaningful return, you know, in uh, US dollars. I think by first quarter of this year, no, last quarter of the year, actually, uh, people were in the money on that and that get particularly those of us that have Zimbabwe dollar loans. So look, I put in 300,000, uh, for example, and then down 600. I take that 300, if I have a loan, I pay off a few things, you know, um, in dollar terms and data Mahari, but Pandaka Kwereta, I've generated literally money in quotes out of thin air. So some of the things we teach guys, so it's just very simple principles. What is my outlook? I think they've got a really good quality, uh, 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 you know, um, uh, uh, portfolio of uh, uh, properties there, uh, pretty decent. So for those that got in at IPO, frankly, uh, you know, you, you should be in the money. But what I have done personally with Tigere is I took out everything I put in as capital and then and not gonna emotion towards what will happen towards the because if you see what I mean. So I'm not sure uh, whether one would want to be buying now. I feel like prices have gone up. Wait for when the market goes down again. But if your dollar cost averaging, again, it doesn't matter. Just be buying in batches. Everything will dilute each other as it goes. So property, if you can't go to property outright because I'm married for land or buildings, then why not get into a rate? And they did pay a very decent uh, you know, dollar plus you know, Zim dollar uh, dividend, which would have made sense for those that were, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, that were very largely invested. They got something meaningful. Some of us just got a few dollars, uh, but it's always nice to have money that you didn't work for. Uh, so that's that's interesting. So I'll say the right price. I would not mind getting into a rate that is uh, uh, whose um, underlying asset is property. Definitely a good idea, uh, but obviously always at the right price. Would want to invest in other countries like stock market, like JSE or ZSE. How do I go about it? So I'm not an expert in this and I don't concentrate on things I'm not an expert in. Um, I will get you, uh, Runyararo, I know he reads JSE like a, uh, a god and every weekend is chatting and all of that stuff. It's been more than a year since you called him. Let us arrange a meetup. 
same thing for New York. Let me see if I can convince a, a very shy friend uh, who has made serious money there. Uh, even Ozzy, let's see if we can convince Godwin to, uh, Godwin to, if we gather the people, let's see if he's available to teach us and then he can share tips. But what I can tell you is the basic principles you've learned on ZSE, you should be able to make use of. Uh, the technical bits though, we would rather bring in the experts. I'm not an expert in those. I've also made it very clear that I invest where I understand for a reason. <laughs> um, I won't say it now, but there's a reason why I invest where I understand. But I'd love to learn. Let's get these guys coming and we'll have a meetup and have them come through and take us through. Is investing in livestock a good option? Okay, yes, because self-custody first, but I always want to use this opportunity to say upon an investment which does not have a return in the same way there's none that does not have a risk. Risk, unfortunately, my beloveds, cannot be, um, uh, risk cannot be eradicated. It can only be managed. And so uh, with livestock, let's also know that similar to any other market, there's also the risk. We normally classify it under what we call alternative investments. We like to call them biological assets. Uh, you know, if it's cows, they can get a disease, they can be stolen, that happens a lot in Zim, uh, you know, they can wander off, um, you know, they can die, all of those things happen, but look, any other investment also has risks, so do the best you can to manage those risks, uh, but why not if that is what you're most comfortable in, I prefer that everyone has some form of investment rather than none, so canonical nira and all of that, uh, why not? There's a reason why I wouldn't myself. Uh, I like self-custody. I don't want to have the risk of uh, uh, putting livestock in a place where I can't see it uh, myself. And then because if I'm not there, I wouldn't do it. But if you know that you are close linked to the place where there are, you can continually to check on your investment and all of that stuff, then I would say, why not? This is how our forefathers did it. I like to use an example also. Uh, around investing livestock our forefathers did that i like to use an example that esther from old mutual always uses around saving um our forefathers after every harvest would keep a bit of the seed so that they would have something for the next harvest so going back to the basics i think is not a bad thing to do if it gives you comfort and you can uh, manage everything that needs to be managed risk-wise absolutely i don't see any reason uh, why not look someone last year probably got a better return uh, than what the ZSE gave for the year 2022. What is alternative word for that number? I think we're speaking about quantum. Is it wise to have both INSCO and Sembisa in your portfolio? I don't see why not. Um, look, after, out, after all, we don't have too many eggs in our basket, but also we want to diversify. Um, they're two, two, doing two different things. Simbisa is uh, largely uh, now, you know, the INS, and then INSCO is a whole lot of other things as well. I don't see why not. What do I think of Tanganda? We used to call them Matangtang. <laughs> Uh, some time back. I've not been reading, I have to be honest, um, on Tanganda because this year I chose only six six counters. It wasn't one of them, unfortunately. It didn't make the cut. Uh, so I can't comment at this point. Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, go to the Morgan & Co. research app, uh, read. They will have, uh, I think, something that is closer to the truth than what I might share here. Uh, yeah, so guys, meetups will not treat reading. Please use your national literacy for some things. Uh, also go and read because I won't be able to answer everything. You mentioned crypto got bent when Bitcoin, Ethereum went down. Any recommendations on cryptos to look at, resources regards to that? Yeah, guys, uh, crypto, similar to stock markets, uh, if you bought the top, a lot of people are also uh, bent. But there would have been two things to do. One is to completely to hold out and you hold on. Uh, and then if you have more money to put in, 
you average out the uh, pricing because you see Bitcoin now is firm and I know it looked like in themselves in the SRA uh, because it has doing, been doing fairly all right. Uh, same thing with Ethereum. Uh, I'll tell you this about crypto. Crypto was never meant to be a short-term investment. Frankly, um, if you then hold out, uh, particularly with the classic ones, these ones that have the biggest market capitalization, it won't matter uh, in 10 years or 20 when your entry point was uh, similar to someone akatenga Bitcoin at 1,000, you know, uh, I can't remember the actual figures for that time, which was a, there are cycles to everything. Similarly, you know, it doesn't really matter if now the fact that I bought it 3,000 doesn't matter now when it's close to 30. So you only really make a loss. And this is also true for the stock market. You only realize a loss when you sell. So one strategy is to sell is not to sell uh, and just hold out. And then completely uh, in the groups I'm in, we joke about completely even remove the app from your phone so that you don't look at it and block it out. Mute that word everywhere so you don't see Bitcoin or Ethereum. And then because it's a long-term play, come back after 20, 10, 20 years. Uh, for other people, if you can't do, I've also recommended to some people because Jirukuba Nets and Jirukuba Jigamoyo is that if you've made, if you're seeing the market was on a downturn, the moment you're going to go on $100, you have $70. Before, and then the next time there's a proper down market, you can then buy, uh, and then you probably might have a chance to recover to 100. It's very difficult to treat this without a case by case. But my recommendation is this uh, treat crypto as an investment in a new technology. I would only buy uh, coins, um, uh, or there's another word which is not coins, which we use for this, which I've just forgotten. Sorry, it's a Friday brain freeze. I would only buy things that I know I can hold for, you know, no less than five years. I wouldn't go less than that on crypto. Then at that point, it won't matter. Another way is dollar cost averaging also helps. You know, if you just bought one full Ethereum at the wrong price of, uh, it went up to a peak of 3.8. Yeah, you are really burning my brother in Christ or sister in Christ right now. Pending up a 1,000, buy another full coin that averages you out now. To an average of four eight of two four. The next time you buy another coin, it may be seven hundred. If things are in your favor, you now have three coins, uh, and your average price has now come down even uh, further. If you see what I mean. So uh, one way is to dollar cost average. Another is just to take your losses and you take that as a lesson, and then you buy the bottom hopefully uh, at a much lower price in the future because cycles are also are also there. Um, someone is asking whether I offer coaching to structure one's ZSE portfolio. You know, if you just listen to the podcast we've done, uh, what I'll ask you for one-on-ones, I charge a lot of money because it takes time from me. Um, it, it's, it doesn't make economic sense if that amount is, is double what your portfolio is, if you see what I mean. If I say to you, to pay $200, you won't be willing to pay, which is my lowest for, for one-on-ones. Um, so uh, what I would say is, what portfolio you in a like, uh, 12 counters, for example, as quick pointers, you are, you are not conviction. <laughs> Unless you are pulling a, you know, what Skyflow used to do, Roy Tenner, uh, the late, may so rest in peace, and you're trying to be a majority shareholder in a number of places or significant holder. Frankly, six to eight counters, guys, anything more than that, are not commitment. And you regret it when one moves in a big way and you're like, ah, you just put all of the money in one place. So, you know, convince yourself six to eight counters at most those are enough, guys. You know, close to 10% of our Zimbabwean market. That's enough. Have conviction. Uh, how would you restructure? And I start by very simple things. Uh, sell all those silly little things where you're holding my nonsense 
you know, our holdings, our conviction in cocoa, uh, and then try and clean up to get multiples, get multiples of 100, depending on the particular counter, and then bound multiples of thousands. I prefer buying multiples of thousands. I don't care what it is. 1,000 to me is meaningful. Uh, I like the fact that people with 1,000 Apple shares uh, uh, perhaps 15 plus years ago would have been multimillionaires by now. Uh, so who knows what a thousand Simbisa might do for you in the future? Who knows what a, a thousand Exia or 5,000 Exia might do for you in the future? So start by selling off the nonsense ones and then go and buy more of what you believe is likely to give you uh, value in the future. So six to eight for me is a good guideline. That's what I can offer as a free restructuring. Anything else, I think you're wasting money on me to ask me to restructure. But if it's a million dollar portfolio, let's have a, let's have a conversation. Okay. Another pointer on this is, you know what? This is why I also say have a stockbroker. If you talk to a stockbroker and say, what do you think I can do? They'll offer this literally for free. So I could have stolen money by saying, we're a quantity, but ah, guys, just go to a broker. If you have a meaningful portfolio, they'll help you to restructure. Um, how do I invest on the VFX if I'm based in another country? So if you go to um, the VFX itself, uh, just Google it, exchange. Um, you can, first of all, uh, open a, uh, what is this called? An account, because remember, you need three accounts, even for ZSE, uh, ZZIM dollar or US dollar. You need three things. Number one, you need a trading uh, account. Um, so you need to open, uh, you know, an account on VFX. Now they have VFX direct, which is great. Uh, so that's for trading, right? Uh, so that's where you're, uh, you know, you're going to put in your orders to buy or to sell. Then because you're buying and trading, uh, so selling securities, you need what is called a custodial account. When you open an account on VFX, they'll ask you to nominate a broker uh, who you transact through and also a custodial service. You select anyone. There's none that has an advantage over the other. All of them, same service, all of them, same cost. It's a matter of preference, really. And then you need to have a bank account for money to be moved uh, you depositing and also you receiving upon sales. Now for that, you need what we call, and I'm always shy and embarrassed when we say this because it's not the correct thing, but anyway, a Nostro, a dollar denominated account. Um, I'm not sure about any other bank, but I do know that um, you can open a bank account uh, quite simply, which is a very simple uh, KYC light with NMB, um, Zim dollar definitely, uh, I believe Nostro as well. Please visit their website uh, and that should suffice really. Uh, if not, I really don't know why banks are not offering people uh, the opportunity when they aspire to open accounts. Unfortunately, you can't use your account from wherever you are. And people say, yes, Zimbabwe is backward. This is true for any country. You want to do it in South Africa, you've got to open an account there, et cetera, et cetera. America, same thing. Uh, so uh, if you're Zimbabwean, you can then just go to Twitter or to a website for these, some of these banks. I know NMB definitely is the one that can offer you this remote. Uh, you open a bank account uh, and then you start to trade if you're based in another country. My thoughts on STAR. You see, I don't like questions about um, counters for a reason. I'll give you a simple answer. I've not read. So my, my, my most honest response is I don't know. Read, guys. And you know, you know your, your broker will tell you, uh, which is why I like uh, Bogan and Co. They'll tell you straight up whether we should be buying, selling, or holding. Then you follow up that. Number two, simple thing. Look for what was the highest possible. Uh, if you are looking to speculate, if it was a dollar and it's at 50 cents now, there's a potential for 50% upside. Uh, but Ndakabuda, it was one of my speculative counters, Ndakabuda. So I'm not particularly hopeful about that particular uh, counter. It's because you've asked. But who knows if it will turn things around. But it's not, it's not part of my six to eight. So I'm realizing that I've treated now uh, all of the questions that were uh, uh, highlighted here. Uh, I'm going to give one last round before I try and bring everything to a close now. The last thing I want to do is to just share two. 
and then we can call it a, a day. So I'm going to pause here and uh, see if there's anyone who's raising hands who might say, listen, I didn't want to type, uh, but I do have a question and you want to raise your hand and you also want to be a part of the recording. Uh, here's an opportunity to unmute yourself and you can ask the question. Might there be any such? Shall I use the Pentecostal way of asking? If you are here amongst us and you know in your heart that you have a question, um, please ask now. And if not, then forever hold your peace. Going on? Uh, ah, there we go. Yes. Please go ahead. I'm a, I'm a Shona person, a very Shona person. I know there are some people who don't understand Shona, but I will... Yeah. Okay, fine. I, I just wanted to ask, uh, what what are your your consultation fees? What are my consultation fees for what? <laughs> okay, fine. This is my I think this is my second podcast with you. Okay. Uh, previously, I was with uh, uh, that. That was when Morgan and company were were having a presentation, and after that, I lost contact with uh, a lot of you guys. So okay. I happened to come back. So today was something else. It was more powerful. You are supposed to be a, a pastor or something. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to ask you how how much do you charge, man? So I, when I do financial planning sessions, my my fee because it's a three hour session, and I'll show you something that I use just now. And you're going to get it for free. So if you're in this podcast, I would not, I would not say unless uh, you have a certain level of value in your life, then I wouldn't say be under pressure to, to run into one of those classes. I would charge two fifty. When corporates do them, because I have some Zimbabwean companies that pay for their staff, and they charge one on one. If it's a group, I am able to reduce that fee to two hundred United States dollars, and it's a three hour session. I'm going to show you just now exactly what I do through that. The only difference is there's one tool I'm not going to share uh, because that is my IP, which I use as an initial uh, assessment tool, but I'll talk you through the process that I do. So I've told you what the fee is. Uh, now, if someone can't do that figure, if you feel it's too much, uh, unfortunately that the rate is the rate, uh, I will not change on that because of the level of effort it requires. For me to do a thorough personal financial planning session with someone, uh, it will take me three hours with that person and we do it in three uh, separate sessions. Uh, some people we can do it in two if they're already somewhat organized. Let me go ahead now and share with you the tool that I use as a frame. The tool is found already. Before, yes. Before you do that, I, I, was, I was referring, pertaining to buying stock on the stock market, not necessarily the financial planning. Okay, so so that again um, is part of what we then do because I don't do it independent of itself. And you find that even on Twitter, if, if you ever find me ignoring you on Twitter, it's because someone would have asked me a question like, what counter should I buy? Then that's wrong and I choose to ignore. Uh, or how do I build a portfolio? Because we have to start, and that's why I'm, I'm again pointing to this process. We have to start by assessing where you are. And all of us have different investment goals, depending on your age, your stage, your level of income, what else do you already own? So that assessment stage is a very key stage before we determine what to buy and for how long, right? Look at it this way. You asked me how much I would charge for a consultation. Now, if I was a generic doctor, uh, one could say, 
I charge, uh, I don't know what consultation fees are now. Let me use, uh, the most recent one I went to as my dentist. He would say, say uh, $50 uh, just to open the mouth and take a look and then clean <laughs> and then tell you what the next issues are. <clears throat> In my case, I can't do that because it's more it's more work. It's the the work we do is deep in assessing, uh, so I have to spend more than an hour, uh, at least an hour, asking you specific questions, asking you to do specific exercise for me to build a, a a character of your persona and where exactly you are, which is why we then build it in into one specific uh, fee. Now, having said that, if all of us in this room were to share symptoms of something. It would be wrong for a doctor to say, ah, and I'm no more cough medicine because uh, because they are choking, because they just did not wear a jersey. If they warm up, have a dower, uh, sleep in early, they'll be fine the next day. Another person has a proper lung infection. They need antibiotic. Another person has lung cancer. All of them coughing, which is why when it comes to personal financial planning, the first step is always assessment. Uh, and so that is actually where the heavy work is. So unlike a medical doctor, for example, people who are in the space that I'm in cannot charge a small fee for that because that's where the heavy lifting is. Every other thing becomes simple because you're now pointing and giving prescriptions on which particular medicine to take. Some will take cough syrup, others will need bed rest, yet others will need to have an intervention. Others will put in palliative care. We are waiting for them to die. You know, that's the, that's the fact. So I hope that answers where, and you see where I'm coming from. Uh, when I say I can't from Norway uh, say, let's help you to build a, a, a what is this called? A, a portfolio. However, if you are looking at uh, doing uh, figures of about 5,000 US equivalent, if you walk into any stockbroker, I guarantee you, they will give you an ear and you won't have to pay for that specific uh, process, really, they will guide you in that direction. Not all brokers, of course, are necessarily financial planners, uh, which I think might be an issue. But if you already know what you want to do and you want to commit a certain amount, then they could do that. I'm not keen on that process if it's not holistic. Uh, so that's me. I really am not keen. And then number two, I'm not a thief who just collects people's money if I'm not going to provide value. So that's, that's how I choose to uh, run things myself. So I see another question, which is, uh, is it possible to still get a Zim dollar denominated loan if you're outside? Absolutely. Uh, if you, most banks are very keen uh, to offer loans to people who are outside because look, if you're being paid in a different currency and you're borrowing in Zimbabwe dollars, the likelihood of you not paying is quite low. I know for a fact, there's one of my banks is Stanbic, um, that if you, uh, there's a Stanbic bot we shared in our WhatsApp groups you can actually be able to de de determine, determine how much you can earn, uh, how much you can borrow, and what percentage they're using of interest. And you can uh, get in touch with the bank uh, and, and borrow. I know people who have done that successfully. Um, again, I'm not shilling them. It's just that that's the one I know. It's limits from where I can actually say with confidence. I've known people go through the full cycle end to end, and they've been successful. <clears throat> so there's that. So it is possible. Um, uh, if you do want to to borrow, um, I will tell you that even in dollar terms, you can also do that. I think they're charging about 12% at the, at the moment. So that's something to investigate if you have something meaningful you want to put money into. Okay, I think I think we've treated all the questions. Any other hands? I do not see hands. Let me now show and share the generic tool, which is not the most recent version, but just so that we have a guide and then we can call it a, a day. I did budget... Uh, not more than two hours. I have to sleep because I have to be up at 4 a.m. So I am going to now 
see if we can enter the full screen. I want to share into the chat, not into the chat rather. I want to share and give a very quick overview of um, a tool that I use, which is already found now on our website. You can go ahead and download that tool, but we'll also share it amongst our groups so that you guys can take charge of your money. So first thing when it comes to money, guys, I want to say this as we begin to draw towards a close. Forgive yourself for any mistakes you've made in the past. Eh? You, look, you were bad with money. <laughs> There's really no use crying over spilled milk. So my tool, uh, our journey will start when we start with assessment, uh, with us uh, dispensing a tool where we ask you a number of questions for those that we are running uh, you know, a personal financial session with, right? And like I said, uh, that bit I will not share for free, but this specific tool, which is the other half of the work, is something that I know anyone who is committed can work and self-work by themselves. It's found on my podcast. I'll put the link into the, the chat just now, uh, and we'll also circulate it in different places. All you need to do, first of all, is by yourself, is to assess uh, where you are. Now, if you're working with a financial planner, there are a number of questions that we ask uh, around your income level. They're very intrusive questions. You know, do you have a spouse? What is their level of income? Are you employed? Do you have savings? Issues around debt? I won't give you everything, but we will build a frame of where you are. This is only if I'm dealing with you. But here's the thing. If you are dealing with yourself, you might not need me for that process. Eh? You can do that all by yourself. Uh, you can do bad all by yourself and ask yourself, uh, you know, where am I now? That said, though, the other bit that is uh, assessing is this whole net worth thing. Now, please, you're a child of God. <laughs> this does not reflect on your value as a person. But let me say, it's important to know at any point in time and try and do this twice a year, right? I do this at my birthday. Then I'll do it again you know, six months later, which is at the end of the year around December, because I'm lucky that I'm born in June, literally midway on the 16th, right? Now, uh, I've put in them, this is a typical person who is listing the things they own. The colors are also uh, very instructive, green, because those are the things you own. Uh, there's a simple formula there that adds up to what do you own. Uh, what you owe, also important to know, uh, so if you owe five chickens because you borrowed from the lady next door and you owe them that, you put it in there. And then your net worth, basically what you own, your assets versus liabilities, is a very important figure for all of us to know. It is important to know Paumiri. Uh, I'll tell you why and I'll come backwards to this. Um, you want to think about whether you have an excess of assets over liabilities, which is a good place. We are only fighting for one thing in this yellow box to be in the positive. So uh, don't worry too much if you have things you owe. Think about your bank loans. If you owe someone from next door, a friend. A lot of people find a lot of relief, instant relief, by just basically looking at where they are in life. This assessment is extremely important. Uh, this thing is also so boring. Eh? It will tell you that at Fota, you, you have nothing much, um, but it will also then hopefully kick you in the right place uh, to move in the direction of your dreams. So this is where I am now. And I think it's a really good way I started. And then a few years from now, you can then tell yourself where you're going. Um, so having assessed your net worth, let's hope that it is positive. If it is not, um, we want to say, let's as quickly as we can reduce liabilities. Let's make sure that the nonsense liabilities we take care of. Let's leave fiscal space so that we only borrow 
where in in places where we can then increase our assets. I'll speak to more that to that a little bit more later. But let me just say on the assets, also think about the things I have, how best do I protect them on the liabilities, let's reduce as soon as possible. Let's get out of all of the silly debt. Let's only leverage debt where it makes sense. And ultimately let's have a positive net worth. So protect what you own, reduce what you owe, go for the positive there. Second bit is now after assessing where I said there, we want you to aspire. Now, I don't know why I didn't populate this. I usually have uh, a, a few things in there, but I want you to think about the things you want to achieve. This could look like going back to school for a master's. It costs money. This could look like buying a vehicle. It costs money. This could even look like just changing your handset. I normally say to people have three or four things, not more than that, that you really need. I've seen people tweet that I need a handset badly. I need a laptop badly. I want to do a certification badly. I'd like to get a passport. Those are really great goals. And I'll tell you why. When you treat certain things uh, and you achieve them, it does amazing for you in terms of inspiring you. You'll find that those short-term goals, uh, once they're treated, uh, you know, you're done. You've got a passport. You have it for the next 10 years. You've bought the handset. You have it for the next three years. Same thing with the laptop. Uh, also putting things you want to do in the medium term. For some, it could look like writing Red Cross and leaving the country. Uh, for others, it could look like going for their second or third degree or for a PhD. For some, it could look like marrying or wedding. For others, it could be like having a baby. It can be anything really, you know, or buying your first piece of land in your rural area. And you put that in your medium-term goal. You do the same thing for long-term goals. Why do we do these things? Number one, it is to make sure that as your money comes in, it goes to a specific place because it has already been planned for. Generally, when you say save, we prefer people to save with the intent to invest. If your money already has an end place, it will instill in you discipline for most people. So you basically judge yourself to say, how do I even spend $120 or nonsense things when I could have gotten a passport? But it gives you a sense of accomplishment when you do achieve it. So that bit is important, putting the goal. What is the actual monetary requirement? Where do I think I could get the money from? It could be from a job, from savings, from a gig I'm doing or whatever it is uh, that is your source of income. Even a gift, it's still fine. All we're doing is forcing ourselves to realize that even the little money we have can treat some goals. Now, I'll end on this specific one by just saying this. One of my favorite sayings is, if you aim at nothing, you hit it. And so if you do not have a specific thing you are aiming towards, then you won't see progress in life. Now, uh, because you keep explaining and complaining, listen, even younger chamisa nas guys. Like I've said before, you will not change your life in a phenomenal manner if you have not organized yourself. Even if money has come into the country. A lot of people um, who I've spoken to who are honest deeply regret what happened during the so-called prosperous January years because people were being wasteful. Yes, you were handling money, but nothing to show for it. Some of us who spent those years doing what the Japanese do in times of recession, which is retooling ourselves, that is the, the tools I got at that point, the certification I did then, are accounting for the kind of consulting projects I'm doing now, right? Because I retooled myself at that point in time. So make sure your short-term goals, medium-term goals, long-term goals are things, first three things that occur to you. Dreaming is free, friends. Don't think about where the money is coming from. Just put those things down. More times, more often than not, when you've put things down, the universe does align in our favor. A lot of people look back and say, but I realize 
I could have just missed a few events, drunkless alcohol, uh, not done as much in terms of, uh, you know, black tax as well. You've always got to have a cap. I'll speak to that just now uh, and make sure that I have some specific goals that I am treating so that you do some things for you. So net worth is assessing. Life plan here is aspiring. What or where do you want to go to be, to do, to experience, to buy in the short, medium and long term? And then we break these things down because you see discipline now starts from us thinking about, okay, on a monthly or weekly basis, uh, how exactly am I dealing with my money? Um, I will circulate a more recent version because it was an example that we sent on the site for those that like to have a comparison. Uh, I prefer that now you use uh, dollars. One of the things that we've changed on this is our total income. Oh, no, no, it's here, there, actually. We now account for this as 5%. I should change that uh, because, you know, uh, with the 2% plus the 3% that most banks charge, really, when you're holding $100, you actually only have, you know, less 5%. And so... We want you in the green box to put in what your income is like. We want you into the pink box to put in what you think your monthly expenses look like. Your first pulse check is to compare these two. A lot of people will take account of what they receive income. They'll take account of what they pay uh, expenses on a monthly basis and forget this orange box here, which is called annual expenses. There are a lot of things we don't pay for every month or every week that are major. So we take account of this and then our final, you know how when a plane crashes, they have what they call a blue box, a black box to see what happened. In our case, we have what we call a blue box, which will show us a summary. It will pick, the formula will pick uh, what exactly is available to spend from uh, here, the green. It will take our fixed uh, monthly expenses from the pink. Uh, it will uh, annualize whatever we think we pay for every month. Uh, and divide it in, in, uh, by, by 12 months so that we have a feel of what per month that could look like. And then it gives you your true total monthly expenditure and tells you the real difference. So this is where the numbers really talk to you. And uh, you're, they don't lie. Hey? They will tell you where you ought to be. Um, we will upload a more recent version because I did make some alterations to this. Uh, dollar denominated will also circulate a copy uh, in Excel, in the groups, etc. Uh, but essentially, all we're saying, it is possible to take charge. For those that want to be even more petty, you can go ahead and say, groceries take a big chunk of money. Here is a grocery list that I developed. You can even come up with a menu. So whatever you're going to eat here, you shop for, and this figure is reflected somewhere in there. So you want to assess, you want to aspire, and then your actions, this is where you win it. Now, you will see that when you've acted right and you've balanced your budget, which is where most people miss it, starting with what you have and then seeing where you must increase income or perhaps even reduce some expenses. If you do both, even better. Once you're balancing here, you will find that you also then have fiscal space to treat your aspirations there. And I'm going backwards now. And when you accumulate these things and begin to buy some of these things, a number of them will even appear on your net worth here. Okay. I, I show people when I'm doing one-on-ones because they've paid their money and I'm very, if I'm being intrusive, I'm also uh, extremely open. I, sh I share what my net worth looks like. I share my life plan with them at that instant. I tell them what my basic home budget looks like so that they have a feel of uh, how this could work. But all I want you to know is that it is possible for every one of us to take charge of our money, uh, take charge of ourselves and plan. May you kindly send the Excel uh, via email, yeah, guys, uh, in that I was doing this for free, it's administrative. It's administratively a headache for me to send to individuals. We'll share this through our groups, and then I will get my social media person to uh, put a pretty version up. 
uh, onto our website as soon as it is ready. I will send a signal through Twitter, through our Facebook, through Instagram. Uh, please go ahead and uh, uh, you know download that uh, recent copy as soon as it's uploaded. All I want to say in, as I conclude tonight is that it is possible for us to take charge of our money. Let's revisit those simple financial pillars. Um, uh, guys, I know that it's good that we have, uh, for many, some may think your answer is in regime change. It's not. <laughs> Uh, in the new Zimbabwe, if you were not planning your money, you will not suddenly become a dinosaur uh, or a dragon if you were a lizard. Those that have watched Mulan know exactly what I'm talking about. So I want to encourage us, let's go back to the things we can control. Take charge of your money. Uh, Self-custody where you can. Let's make sure that we're on top in terms of lifestyle. Live a life you can afford. Let's make sure that you've got a plan for emergencies. Let's make sure that we are beginning to work on our retirement plans. Let's make sure that we have a, you know, a, a, a legacy idea in place. We've done two hours. We're not slightly under because I opened with Mugoyo, which is a very long song, but almost two hours. I want to thank every single one of you for your attention. Those that ask questions, thank you very much. I can see that the credits are rolling in. Uh, thank you for the appreciation. Uh, someone is saying you usually send us a number for... Echo cash. Those that want to send, uh, you know, appreciation uh, by way of echo cash, yes, we'll accept it. Uh, and then any other uh, ways of, uh, you know, find me and I'll tell you which is the best way to do that. But for those that want to send Coca-Cola money, uh, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, thank you very much to those that have been with us. I can see a number of people saying this was very good, this was very helpful. Uh, what I've given you guys is a summary of everything you need to know uh, you know, with respect to the very basic things about financial planning. So follow-up meetups, definitely going to bring in some experts around all of the asset classes we spoke to. Uh, I've given you the generic personal finance. Uh, go out and do what you can. Uh, given a chance, I'll try and do one that speaks to budgeting alone. It will take the entire one and a half hours. And I know a lot of people struggle with it. Um, those that do, we'll make sure we have a, a great uh, meetup for you guys. So enjoy your weekend. You did well by attending this place. You want to save $10. So get the tool. Uh, do what you can to take charge of your finances. Still register to vote. Vote for the person that you think uh, is most appealing to you. But I want you to be mindful of this. No one is coming to save you. And at the very least, you can bet not, not so much on every other thing, uh, but you can definitely bet on yourself. And so I want to end this uh, specific meeting here. I want to say, <laughs> after all we said and done, shut up and make money. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Please be encouraged. All is not lost. I tell you, as long as you still got uh, life in you, um, please make the career change if you want to. Don't mind going back forwards. Me, I've got a number of arsenals up my sleeve of things I could potentially, even if it means going back to teaching. Three years in a teacher's college, off to Australia. At and So best wishes in uh, managing money, best wishes in making money. Above all, managing money is more important than just making it. I wish you all the best and definitely it will end in wealth. Cheers, everyone, and good night. <laughs>